HMA Fantasy Wrestling brings you the Best of the Decade Dual Tournament, based off of Flow Wrestling Radio Live's recent series on individual athletes. This new project brings together wrestling minds from all over the country to decide which college wrestling team can claim the title of the best team of the decade. Prepare for pandemonium, excitement, and of course, entertainment. Especially considering that Jordan Burroughs steps on a landmine before he goes out the no. wrestling. And then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> The rules are simple. Each college team gets to draft an all-star lineup based off of the last 10 years of competition. Once each team is settled, the HMA crew assigns different teams to the sports of greatest minds to vote on each match in the event for the entertaining series. Each host has one landmine to use in a round. Similar to FRL, a landmine can wreck all votes from the community and the other hosts. A landmine is used on individual match and it's the only place you can get bonus points for your team. The next episode of HMA Fantasy Wrestling is here. Let's let it roll. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the second episode of our all-decade duels from HMA Fantasy Wrestling. Um, I am joined here today again and always uh, by Sam Herring and Jude Swisher. How's it going, Sam? I'm doing great, man. I've had a good day of work and stuff, and I'm, I'm ready to take my break and, uh, and get going talking wrestling. How about you, Jude? Awesome. Dude, I'm doing fantastic. It is a uh, cold, wet Wednesday afternoon here in State College, PA, but I am excited to, you know, get a couple more rounds of this all-decade duels going. So, Jacob, awesome. what's the weather like in uh, in North Carolina? Sunny, man. It's sunny. It's real nice. I'm looking at my, my wife and my dog sitting out in the backyard studying. Um, it's, the same. it's the same here. It's like 65, 70 degrees. Sunny and nice breeze <laughs> feels great. Oh, but man, dude, I'm, I'm jealous. We're something. supposed to get a snowstorm this weekend, and that's it's like wow. May. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's I, was, I, I left there like a week ago, and it felt like, what was it, 60, 70 it's, degrees? It's, like this. it's up and down. Who knows? As well. But uh, anyways, so let's, let's talk about what we're going to get into today. So, you know, first of all, wrapping up. You know, what we did last week, last week or, you know, last episode, I guess, um, we actually had uh, Christian Piles and Mason Beckman both on the show. Uh, Mason Beckman joined us when we went through the Penn State versus Lehigh duel uh, that Penn State ended up taking. And then uh, Christian Piles jumped on with us the second half of, of that episode for Virginia Tech uh, versus Nebraska, which was a crazy one that came down to a couple of landmines. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was a wild, fun duel. Um, but I'll just go ahead and throw that one up on the screen um, just so everybody at home can see uh, what we're talking about. And my computer is not wanting to do what I want it to do. Um, yeah. So anyways, what did you guys think about those duels last week while I get this pulled up? Dude, it was fun stuff. I liked how, um, especially with – you know, our, our guests that we had on, that they had such deep knowledge of their teams. You know, Mason personally knows all of the Lehigh guys, right? And CP has been around the sport forever and ever, and he has a huge wrestling vault in his mind. He coached, he coached against and for some of those guys too in high school. Dude, and it's just, you know, it was just really cool to not only, just to get into a deep dive into each of their lives. So, I don't know, fun, fun stuff. How about you, Sam Herring? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. It was really cool uh, listening to them. And, you know, normally Jude 
Jude has some relationship with Penn State, but a lot of the times we're just talking about teams that we kind of just look at and um, watch from afar, and it's cool to have people on from such inside perspectives and stuff. That's for um, sure. Give their insight. That is for sure. Hey, um, how about this? Why don't while we wait for Jake to pull that up? I can go and um, I'll read you guys the lineups for today's match. So right now we're going to go down to the other end of the bracket, number two, Iowa versus number 15, Arizona State uh, University. Um, so our Iowa All-Decade team looks a little something like this, 125 pounds, Spencer Lee, 133 pounds, Corey Clark, 141, Montel Marion, 149, Brent Metcalf, 157 pounds, Derek St. John, 165, Alex Marinelli, 174, Jay Borschel, 184, Sammy Brooks, 197, Nathan Burek, 285, Bobby Telford. And on the Arizona State Sun Devil side, we have Anthony Robles, Dalton Brady, Chris Druin, Jason Sertzis, Bubba Jenkins, Josh Shields, Anthony Valencia, Zahid Valencia, Cordell Norfleet, and Tanner Hall. And Jacob, right on cue, has it pulled up. And before we go any further, I would just like to ask, like, why is the Arizona State mascot a Sun Devil? What is a Sun Devil? Please explain Come on, it man. to me. Arizona's in the middle of the desert. What else? Right. Why the Devil <laughs> is my big question. Um, I don't know. It's a cool mascot. I mean, the Blue Devils of Duke. I don't know. All right. But, yeah, so anyway, sorry about that, guys. Got, got it all pulled up. My, my tab disappeared. I couldn't oh. find it, and then I had to search the bowels of the internet. Um, but, anyways, um, we have our lineups pulled up right here. Like Jude so graciously went through it and pulled <laughs> them up. Um, remind everybody what we're going to do is be going through these, talking about each individual matchup. Uh, luckily, there are three of us here, so we're not going to have any kind of ties. Uh, but majority rules is going to decide the winner, um, and then also, you know. Everybody, well, Jude doesn't have his landmine anymore for this round. Um, uh, Sam and I do have a landmine. It could be in play this entire episode. Um, and, you know, we were actually adding in a, a new thing uh, that Sam suggested earlier today, and I thought it was a great idea, um, is whatever, whoever, we individually made these teams, right? So I, I made Iowa. Sam made Arizona State. Um, so whoever has the lower-seeded team is going to pick up what weight we start at. We thought that that was a little bit more fair than, you know, leaving the heavyweights to last every time. Um, so with that being said, Sam Wise, where are we starting this duel at? Man, you know, looking at our lineup, um, you know, we had a, some tough weight cuts. Valencia, Anthony, um, and Josh Shields had some tough weight cuts. And I'm going to spare them some time, get themselves back up. And we're going to start at 184, Sammy Brooks versus Zahid Valencia and work mm. our way up. Hopefully we'll get some momentum going. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I got my assistant coach, Zeke Jones. Um, you know, been talking about it. Oh, you guys have a plan? Yeah, we have a plan, just like Christian Piles. Awesome. And okay. so in case you guys um, didn't know, last the past, four ep uh, the past episode we had four people on. This time we only have three people on for this episode. So we will be using um, Twitter polls as, you know – as the offset, I suppose, we will be, I don't know, we'll harken back to them if we need it. And if, and if we get to a tie, um, we do have our our guy Mason Beckman, who we can shoot a text to. and uh, He's our nomad. 
He's our nomad. Our wrestling yeah. nomad. He'll be the tiebreaker. So just just to let you know that being the Iowa Hawkeyes, the giant that we are over here, if it were me picking where to start the lineup, I would have picked 133 to end the duel with the best match of the duel, if you ask me. I would have said that too. I'm confident that my Hawkeyes are going to win no matter what, so I can start wherever. But Yeah, I probably uh, would have done the same if I was Iowa. But you know what? Arizona State's got a big upset to pull, and the best way we can do that is start with some momentum and, hey, give Josh Shields and Valencia some, some time to recover from that weight cut. You know what I'm right. saying? Absolutely. Get that Pedialyte in them. Okay. Yeah. Let's start off the duel. 184 pounds. Um, Sammy Brooks versus Zahid Valencia. And, um, guys, this is going to be an awesome I – f- I find it actually interesting because I think, Sam, didn't you put this as one of the highlight matchups – Yes, yes, I did. All right. I think this one's going to be a good one. Awesome. So, guys, um, I would like uh, Jacob, tell us about Sammy Brooks. Sam, talk, tell us about Zahid and uh, get a little background and then just go right into this matchup. Yeah, cool. So, um, with Sammy Brooks, we are looking at a two time All American. Uh, Sammy placed eighth, he placed fourth, um, and he also was a Big Ten champion. Uh, you know, Sammy had had a great career. He was definitely one of those guys that embodied the Iowa style of just that grit and toughness and, you know, more of the old school Iowa style, right? Because we've been talking, you know, Flo's been talking recently about how the, the Iowa culture is kind of changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that like old school, just tough, just mean style, that was Sammy Brooks. Um, and so, you know, he – Two-time All-American, Big Ten champion. Uh, not to mention, he had the best mullet in college wrestling uh, for a little while there. And you know, it, it was a great mullet. Up to challenge him, man. Yeah. No. So it was a good Pet mullet. Snake. Um, I've seen better, but oh yeah, that's that's a good idea. They uh. So who said that? That they like apparently passed down the snake at no, Iowa. That's, that's that's Max's. I heard it was that's Sammy Brooks's pets. I don't before. Know. I heard it was Sammy Brooks's, and then when he it moved out, or it, it, it kind of like stayed or something. I'm pretty sure it's his pet snake. We can we can text our Iowa friend, yeah, um, <laughs> Dyson Gould, and see I, whose pet snake the name was name of it. Number one, because I I always forget the name of the snake, and number two, where it came from. <laughs> so I might be just completely crazy, but I'm pretty sure that it was like passed down. I'm pretty sure I heard it somewhere. It might be. But, we'll, we'll ask Dyson. He know, he'll I don't know. know. Awesome. But, Either way, so Sammy Brooks, um, great mullet. But even like when I think of Sammy Brooks, I think he had the best interview in college history when they interviewed him after winning a Big Ten title, and he just answered all the questions about fluffing his mullet. And you know, you can't win a Big Ten title in a day. Can't grow a great. I can't grow a great mullet in a day. Can't win a Big Ten title. In a day. <laughs> uh, so Sammy uh, Brooks is the man. Uh, but Sammy, uh, our Sammy, what, what you got on Zahid? So, Zahid Valencia, he's a very, very well-known figure in college wrestling. Uh, he started out losing a, a semi-controversial controversial match to Mark Hall in the semifinals of his freshman year, where he lost off of a headgear pool. And uh, and then the next two years, he, he pretty much dominated Mark Hall, um, respectively, in the NCAA finals. And he's been on top of the world, on top of the NCAA scene, two-time NCAA champion. Um, but this year he had a, a tough downfalling at the Mat- Mateo Pelicone, 
where he, he won the tournament this year, but he tested positive for recreational drugs and was um, kicked out basically from Arizona State and competing uh, in the NCAA. Um, didn't really change much because the NCAAs were canceled eventually. Mm. Um, but, you know, he, he was he was uh, speculated for the Hodge. Um, I mean, some people – it was pretty 50-50 between him and Spencer for the Hodge. He's just a dominant, dominant wrestler. Uh, made Final X against Kyle Dake and, uh, last year. He lost to Derringer. He's just a, a very well-known figure and, and one of the top guys in NCAA wrestling. Mm-hmm. Big facts. All right. Uh, without further ado, I know who I'm picking. I'm picking Zahid Valencia over Sammy Brooks in dominant fashion. Um, it's got to be done, dude. Zahid has been on just a whole nother level, man. Uh, ever since th- this year especially, we've seen it, but he's been going crazy. So – one vote for Zahid. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously, I love my Iowa guys. I, it will forever be the best interview I've ever seen in my life. Sammy's the man, but it, it's Zahid Valencia here. He's a generational talent. Um, you know, in my opinion, that the headgear pull with with Mark Hall. You know, if that doesn't happen, Zahid wins that match, and we're looking at Zahid being a possible four timer. Yeah. Um, and and so. It's got to be Zahid here. He's he's ridiculously good. Just another level. So, real quick, two things. Um, the first is our man Dyson Gould came through, and he says the name of the snake, I knew it was a great name, it's it's Miss Hiss. Miss Hiss? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it did used to belong to Sammy Brooks, but when he oh. graduated, he passed it down to Max. Oh, there man. we go. Great story there. Got to love it. All right. And then right here, if you guys can see on the screen, we've got the um, the polls from what the people said. And Zahid Valencia, 92.1% of the votes, and Sammy Brooks, 7.9 um, out of 190 votes. Hold up, Sam. Um, are, are you sharing your screen? Yeah. Can you guys see it? I can't. No, All sir. Right. Um, well. It's fine. We don't need to pull That's that. all right. Yeah. You can take our word for it. Zahid Valencia won the poll. And with that, he wins the majority vote. Uh, and Zahid, three points for the Sun Devils. Forks up, yeah. baby. All right. Moving on to 197 pounds. Got Nathan Birak versus who's Kendall Norfleet? Jacob. Jacob, what happened, dude? Kendall Norfleet. It's Cordell Norfleet. <laughs> Cordell Norfleet, you goofball. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to change that real quick. Um, hey, you're good. You're good. No, Listen, I'm not Jude. I'm going to I'm it's going to good. to extend the hand of friendship here. I'm going to let it slide this once. Hopefully you'll do the same for me someday when I mess up. It's got to happen. I can't do it's it. It's not no. No. Jacob wouldn't do that, dude. I, I didn't do it. I think somebody sabotaged me and put it in there. I'm not the only person with access to this doc. Oh, what are you and accusing? We do have, yeah, Uh-oh. we do have a Jude Swisher on here that is notoriously bad at spelling. Not true. Um, and he even has a troll on Twitter about how bad he's at spelling. So I'm pretty sure... That is so this, funny, though. This was an inside job. First of all, that um, is hilarious. Well, okay. How I, you got a troll before me, I do not know. It's because I'm an easy target. You know, they, they hate to see you <laughs> on your feet, man. They, they love to see you when you're down. Okay, so no, the, the real. That be your dad, Jude? It's I know it's not my dad because my dad was tweeting him while he was tweeting me. So, 
Um, I don't know. That eliminates it. The real gut punch came when I looked and saw that Dyson Gould had over 200 more followers than I do on Twitter. Oh, man. Well, we I, I shed a tear. <laughs> but um, anyway, so let, let's talk about 97. Now we have the brother of Kendall. We have Cordell Norfleet and uh, the rightful <laughs> Norfleet. Um, so anyways, tell us about the actual Norfleet, Sam. He, um, Cordell, uh, obviously the brother and uh cordell is a freshman a redshirt freshman i believe this year um you know when i was picking this team 197 was hard they've been they've been pretty dry for the last 10 years at 197 um no all americans pretty pretty empty and i think cordell norfleet part of it was recency bias i watched him all through high school and at um at the trials, he has a lot of potential. He made a junior world team. He has a lot of potential. He uh, smashed Kyle Connell this year um, at the duel. And he almost and beat think, uh, what's his name? He almost beat Colin Moore. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of potential. I think he would have been all all American this year if uh, if COVID didn't ruin absolutely everything. But you know, I th- I I don't think he's he's gonna take this match. Um, I yeah. feel like. I feel like Cordell Norfleet's talented, but he's just not quite experienced enough for me to, right. for me to say. Uh, and I would also like to point out, um, so this is kind of a, you know, it's been a hot topic with all the, the ND, or NWCA coaches coming out with All-Americans. Um, I, I want to put it out there, and everybody's got a different stance on it. I don't know how you guys feel about it, um, but Cordell, Nor- Cordell Norfleet, um, was voted as a second team All-American this year. Not voted, but he earned it, right, because right. of his NCAAs. In my opinion, these guys are All-Americans, right? Yeah. I, I think that any other year you say, oh, wow, like, you know, they just voted some guys or picked some guys, I would be against that, right? We are a sport that earns what we get, right? But in this situation where it was taken from these guys, we don't, we don't just sit back and say, oh, it was taken from them, screw them, whatever. These guys earned it, right? And so they deserve to be called All-Americans, right? And Cordell Norfleet was a, was a uh, second-team All-American this year, and so he's an All-American in my book. Well, you know, uh, what's his face? Brock Zachrell from Clarion University, also um, NCWA All-American, and he, uh, he said that basically the same thing you do. He's like, you know, instead of – Instead of looking at what is an All-American, like what does an All-American represent, right? And it represents someone who works extremely, extremely hard. Um, so, you know, and, and deserves to be on the podium. So, you know, Cordell's an All-American. But, I mean, compared to, to Nathan Burak, it is not – I don't feel like it, this match would be all that competitive. Jacob, give us a rundown on Nathan. Nathan Burak. Um, Nathan Burak, actually, to me, it, I think he's one of the more underrated Iowa wrestlers of the decade. Um, you know, when you think of Iowa, you think of the Spencer Lees, you think of the Thomas Gilmans, this, you know, even like Sorensen, Marinelli, you know, all of those guys are pretty easy to think of. Um, and Burak was a three-time All-American, and his freshman year, he made the round of 12. Um, and so he was arguably, you know, he was one match away from being a four-time All-American. Um, and, you know, his sophomore through senior year, he placed eighth, seventh, and then fourth. Um, so, you know, improving every year, getting better. Um, he was another just grinder guy. 
he, he really does remind me of Sammy Brooks, um, except maybe he had a little bit more of a, a tame attitude. Um, you know, Sammy was more of the out there guy, you know, giving crazy interviews and stuff. Um, whereas Burak was more of a, you know, to himself kind of guy. Um, I think, you know, when you think of 197 Iowa, just off the top of my head, immediately Warner pops in because Warner's been really good over the last couple of years. Um, and, and the but, most recent guy too. Yeah. Um, but if you truly look back over, uh, over the decade and what I really tried to do, um, you know, there's guys that I like personally better than some of these guys, but I really tried to make sure that I picked who was the best statistical, who earned the best wrestler of the decade. Yeah. Um, and it, it was Nathan Burak, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was very solid, just consistently getting better of his career, very workmanlike career. Um, and you know, he had some, some big wins and he had some close losses, um, you know, he beat Pat Downey in Southern in sudden victory at the NCAA championships. Um, he, he lost a real close one to, to Brett Farr for third place. Um, he lost a real close one to Morgan McIntosh. Um, you know, he was right there with all of those big names. He actually beat Brett Farr earlier in the big 10 championships that year. Um, so right there with all those guys. And, you know, for me, uh, personally, he's he's the better guy at this bout. I'm taking mm. Nathan Burak. I'm also taking Nathan Burak um, for all those reasons above. And that makes three. I'm with Burak. Um, that I makes mean, again, four, right? The I th- believe that the the Twitter poll has Burak taking this uh, pretty handily. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me check real quick, and we can um, pull up the exact numbers. Um, awesome. We've got. Let's see, 197, you got Burak, 74.7%, and then Cordell Norfleet's got 25.3%. So fairly close out of 237 votes. Um, I don't know why, but this one got way more votes than every other one. That's mm. a lot of votes, guys. Like, this is really fun. That It's really cool. It was that two this hours ago, too, that people. I posted that. I will say, like, uh, the, the support we're getting on Twitter from this, like, just people like, hey, I really like the thing Crazy. that you guys are doing. It's real cool. We're getting, like... Yeah, you know, yeah. Michigan is retweeting this. We're getting yeah. Princeton making their own all-decade team. I want, attention. I want all of them to know, too, like, th- this is just something we're doing for fun, you know? Like, yeah. this is something we're just – we have time. We're hanging out doing this. It's something cool for everybody to listen to. Like, this wasn't like a publicity stunt, you know? Nope. Um, this is just – it's really, like, flattering the support we're getting. So. Amen, yeah, for bro. Sure. I really Dude, they're talking about us on FRL. Like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. But, uh, so jumping down to 285, we have a guest coming on a little bit, so we gotta we gotta make sure we keep going as much as I'd love to talk to you guys all day. Um, 285, jumping down here for me, you know, I'll, I'll start it off just because why not? I'm already talking. Um, mm-hmm. For me, this is where I was very conflicted for Iowa um, because if you look back over the decade, there's been a couple of really good heavyweights over the decade, right? We had Eric Tone, man, <laughs> Erickson back in 2010. We had Telford was a three time All American, uh, you know. Uh, shotgun stole uh, was an all-American, and then uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it wasn't a shot handgun. It wasn't a shotgun. Um, it was a pistol. I just I tried to to go with the uh, you know the S's there. You're good, man. You're uh, good. Keep going. But uh, it would have blew his blew his leg off. As his a leg would but, be go- not there. <laughs> it'd be one leg stole. But uh, we had big tone. It was a, a all-American this year. Um, so for me, uh, if you ask me who was probably the, who, if I picked one guy to put out on a mat today and and try to win a match for me, it's probably big tone. Um, I think he had a a lot of, he just has, 
a lot of talent, right? Especially he can move for a big guy. He's got a lot. He's really good on top. Um, but over the last decade, the best Iowa wrestler at heavyweight has far and away been uh, Bobby Telford for me. Um, Bobby Telford for was one of the guys that just consistently outperformed expectations, right? He was a three-time All-American, um, fifth, fourth, fifth. In all of those, he, he outperformed his seed, right? He did way better than we thought he was going to do. He took out uh, top talent. And so he just kind of was the guy that rose to the occasion. And another guy on this, this Iowa decade team that kind of um, is a little bit underrated. But, uh, you know, I got Bobby Telford for Iowa. I think the interesting thing about big, big tone, Anthony Cassiope, um, is, you know, he's right. I think his peak is also is going to be really, really high, um, especially because he's, he's right there with some of the m- most dynamic heavyweights we've ever seen in – Gable Stevenson and Mason Paris. Um, and like even the guys underneath him are just really, really good. So it goes to show like Cassiope is likely going to, you know, in this coming decade, uh, assert itself as probably, I don't know, who knows what, what I can say, but it's just exciting to see that we have the development of heavyweight. But um, Sam Herring, tell us all about uh, young, old, I mean, old man Tanner Hall. AARP card, Tanner Hall. There's nothing young about Tanner Hall. Right? Yes, I was going to say young man have, Tanner Hall, but... <laughs> have you guys have you guys seen... Um, remember Sam Stoll's knee, that Twitter account? Yes. Yep. Where where has he been? He once tweeted at me. He and tweeted it made me all laugh the time. Really far, hard. Him and Wes Ling are two guys that used to tweet all the time, and now they're just gone. Come back, please, Sam. There it is. I think he. Oh man. Anyway, um, so Tanner Hall, uh, like we said, he's an old man wrestling in a young man's um, division. Um, he's I don't know what's he been in college since 2014. <laughs> um, when I was like six or something, I don't know, man. Uh, but anyway, he is a very very good heavyweight. Um, pushed Kassar to the brim this year. Um, and he, he's finished third at the NCAAs his sophomore year. He got, took second at Midlands uh, freshman year. Um, he's just been at the top of everything, like right at the top tier, never broken through to really challenge the top guys or, or win. But um, he's always been right there. He is the clear best guy for Arizona State. There's really no one else. Absolutely. Second to him. Um and I'm going to take him in this match. Uh, I think his his style is very, very similar to Telford's. But Telford, um, he, get, he gets caught up in a little bit of the Iowa heavyweight style, which isn't Mako and Cassiope. Those two kind of stand out to me. But I think Telford's comfortable to lean on a guy and try to wear him out for six minutes and finish in a two-to-one match. And I think that Tanner Hall fits perfectly against that. And I think he could pull this match out. Mm. Um, break, break the tie, Jude. I got Telford. Give me Tanner Hall for uh, just for the sake of it, actually. <laughs> Twitter, uh, so Twitter saved me. We'll throw it to Twitter. Twitter, Twitter saved him. Twitter's got seventy nine point eight percent. Bobby Telford. Yeah, baby. Twenty percent. Tanner Hall. Um, we'll take it to Mason Beckman. We gotta now. throw shoot this to Mason Beckman. All right, um, so tell us your take, Jude. Um, and Sam will get, get Mason on the horn. Oh, I'm picking Tanner Hall because I want to. 
Uh, not for oh, any reason specifically. You zero reason. Yes, I want. I want. To? Yes, because I want to get Mason involved. <laughs> and uh, Corey and Swisher, I think you should change your name too. Did I? Is it? Uh, <laughs> shoot. Let me no, get on fine. that. I think you need to have some substance behind your picks, dude. Yeah, you really should. You can't just pick because because you. Come on. Like, All right, easy, 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 easy. Sam and I. What are was the highest Bobby Telford placed? Was the highest Bobby Telford placed? He placed fourth. Yeah. All right. Well, what was the so highest? Did Tanner Hall. He took third. Oh, third. He got third. Ah. Oh. Easy peasy. That really. That's Thanks, your. Thanks, Stat. That's your uh your deciding factor. And Jude Swisher is back. I uh I ch- we changed my name. Um. Yes, it is. And I wa- like getting Mason involved. And I like making ties. I like being a heel, man. Um. So. Not a right, heel. Well, that's just a I, I will respect Mason's decision either way. Awesome. Because oh, because you like him. Mason's gonna send me. Mason's not a floater like Jude. Paragraph. Awesome. Hey, I must say, I, I went back and looked and pulled up Sam Stoll's knees on his Twitter. Yeah. He, he would he would just retweet. Uh, he retweeted Alex Daringer saying, bring it. And all he retweeted and said was, uh, hashtag shots fired. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's, dude, it's, all it is all right. is just, just gun puns. It's so, really funny. <laughs> while we wait on, on our, our companion to help us out, um, let's jump down to 125. For me, this is the best. It's the bout best of the duel. It 100 um, percent is, and it's gonna be. Incredible. I I respect anybody's decision in this, um, but it's Spencer Lee, guys. Um, when we look at the uh, when we look at these two guys, these are two of the best 125 pounders maybe ever. Um, and Anthony Robles, I, I know people like to like to put him on a pedestal because he has one leg. Um, but let's take that out of the equation. He, he deserves more than that, guys, because this guy was a just incredible talent at 125, um, and it wasn't just because he had one leg, right? He was amazing. Yeah. Um, and so let's let's just write that off the books because people want to put that in there um, about people that have you know disabilities. Dude, this guy was insane regardless if he had Dude, one leg no- or two legs. He could he have three ins- legs. And he'd, still be crazy. <laughs> he'd be even better, right? Even better, probably. Um, he w- he he was so good in spite of having one leg, right? And I, uh, you know, I so I read his book earlier this spring. Um, it's a really great read. I highly suggest you get it done. And I actually I haven't told Sam this, but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that I'm actually going to do a book review and put it on the site um, just of this book. It's it's really good. Um, and he talks about how everyone is like kind of down on him because they're like, oh, it's not fair. He only has one leg, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and he, he quotes this interview where the, all the guy said was, yeah, it's not fair. He only has one leg. It's a disadvantage, <laughs> right? He's, doing, he's, he's racking up like, what, 15 tech falls in one season with, with only one leg? It's incredible. It's never going to be done before or ever again. It's, it's insane. The man got cheated out of the hodge. Oh, <laughs> he won OW of the that tournament though, right? Yeah, yeah. NCAA. So yeah. I mean, I my dad was telling me that people were getting mad because um, they thought that Burroughs should have won it. Um, that's what I heard. I wasn't conscious about wrestling then. Okay, yeah, so I think I think it's a little different. Like Hodge versus um, OW is a little different. Like it is a little OW bit different. kind of is standout performance at the NCAAs and Burroughs had already won and already dominated that whole season. So, um, 
Jason Ness won the Hodge in 2010, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I just wanted to put that out there. Continue. All right. Um, well, anyway, I wanted to give a shout out to something I, I love from Anthony Robles, and that's um, Ryan Warner's Wrestling Changed My Life interview with him. And something that I it's, – it's number 56, I believe, if you want to go back and, and listen to that. It's really good. But um, something that I remember listening to that um, was he worked – like he, ha- he was a college athlete. He went to school at Arizona State, and he worked nights at the airport. So he had a full-time, part-time job. I can't remember which one. I'm sure it was part-time. Um, but he had a he had a job that he had to do, and it was like he had no time in between, and he literally had to work to because he was a he was a walk on, mm-hmm. and so he had to work to stay in school and stay competing, which was insane for a NCAA champion OW. Right, um, and the other thing is incredible story. He talks about I believe it's the summer before his senior year, but it might be the summer before his junior year where he was going to quit wrestling. Yeah, just to support his support his mother. Um, which is so admirable, right? It's it, he really. He you know, also he really was, struggled he was going because to he didn't reach his goals that junior year. Yeah, he, he really struggled after. And his mom was like, "You are not quitting. Get in there, yeah. go win so, the dang thing." But so, you're good. Nothing. All I'm saying is like, this matchup is the best matchup in the duel. So yeah. Spencer Lee, you know, he won the best of the decade on the on the flow. Um, 2019 Spencer Lee versus Anthony Robles. What do you guys got? Um, you know, everybody knows Spencer's stats. He, he's a two-time national champion. It would have been a three-time going for four if not for the corona. Um, he is, like you said, Flo voted him the best of the wrestler of the decade. Um, and, you know, he's up there with, with the best of all time, right? Um, and it, it just it has to be him. Right, Anthony Robles was amazing, and in my opinion, like I said, he was, I think he, he should have won the Hodge in 2010. Um, Jason Ness had 19 pens out of 31 wins, which is incredible. Um, but Ro- Robles was 36 and 0 with 24 tech falls. Um, and, and oh, so 24! Think, oh, I was so off. I yeah, said 15. <laughs> oh, 24 tech falls out of 36 wins. Tech falling 24 Division One wrestlers with one leg. Um, I think that's amazing, and I think that he should have won the Hodge that year. Uh, but unfortunately, I just in, in this matchup here, um, I don't see you hardly ever see anybody take Spencer down. Um, yeah, that is my biggest thing. Like, how is how would Robles take him down? Because Robles, yeah. you know, really good on top. He could hold guys down pretty well. But on his feet, you know, he didn't have the most consistent offense um, from just what I from what I've seen. Um, yeah. But you know, he could get on top. He gets your wrist. Yeah, you know, it's over. Um, so I don't know how he would necessarily score on Spencer. With that being said, like, Robles is, was a really incredible, you know, defensive wrestler too. Like, Matt McDonough didn't take him down, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. How would you see this match playing out, Jacob? So I think that the I can – this is really weird to say, but I can see both wrestlers turning each other. Um, I, I'm not saying that's how the match goes, yeah. but I could see it going both ways. For me, the match goes, you know, first period's either zero zero or Spencer gets in on a late takedown, um, 
to, to go out to a two one lead. I see Spencer turning Robles as long as yeah, uh, as long as we get Spencer on top, right? Because Robles could pick neutral um, or top. Top. Um, but you know, if Spencer gets on top, I do see a Spencer turn. I think that a Spencer turn is a little bit more real. It's it's a higher chance than a Robles turn for me. Mm, yeah, uh, mm. but it could go either way. So mm. Mm. I don't it's see anybody. Okay. Okay. That we get a matchup that is so, like, both of these guys are just so supreme on top. It's interesting that we would get that matchup. Um, because basically, whenever they got on top of anybody, they would get back points. Uh, also, yeah. the entire time. Um, All right, guys. Robles, what do you say, Sam? Robles does not get turned in this match. He did not get turned in college. Um, I don't know, man. He was okay. so good. Spencer is not a leg rider. Okay. Spencer does no, not. He's not no, he's a, a tilter. No, he is a bar, and you can do right. that to Anthony Robles. But Robles is so good at that sit back turn in, where he kind of just like shrivels up and faces in, and that fits right into Spencer, where he goes hard chop. He would mm. just chop right in, and Robles would be able to circle out. And the next thing is, have we seen Robles struggle on bottom? Not really. Especially no. in his in his best years, Spencer. Have we seen him struggle on bottom? Yeah. We have. We have, dude. We have. Against Sea Bass, right? Twenty nineteen, he really struggled that year, um, and this year he yes. never really had much competition to to have that problem. But man, against Sea Bass, str- made him struggle. He wrestled pitching and he got ridden for a while. I think that uh, Robles has a much much better turn uh, chance of turning him. Um, I'm still going to take Spencer. Because of this. Wrong. Spencer's go-to is... <laughs> On the turns. Spencer's go-to is what? In neutral. A I mean, he's got that carry. dump for that fireman's. Yeah. Yeah. A fireman's carry. I was going to say. So, he shoots to what leg? The left leg. <laughs> the left. Oh, it's not... Yeah. <laughs> he shoots to the left leg. Robles has... Doesn't matter. He can leg. dump it. He has... He has a left leg. Robles does not have a right leg. It fits perfectly into it his. It does. Dump. It does. I would say if 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 it was the other leg, I don't know. I don't want. I, I just don't feel comfortable saying that. It's like if it's the other it way, like weird. then it would work really well for Ro- in Robles' favor. But <laughs> yeah. since it doesn't, doesn't have a post. I don't know. But so Robles was really good at you know he he kept low right. He didn't really let people shoot underneath of him. Because but you know he's so exactly strong, what, and that he—that's exactly it. what Spencer was so good at, though. Is he gets his head right in the pocket of like a collarbone neck area, and he's able to put that in and get the guy up by driving in. Like if someone's driving into you and you plant your feet, you're gonna go up. And he is so good at doing that that he can drop into a fireman's dump. He's so good at that, and just that's the, the only reason I'm taking Spencer. It's just the what if of like uh, would you got to think Robles would have would not come off of his knee for anything because he knows if he would that Spencer's underneath of him shooting. So are, you t- are you taking Robles, dude? You sure sound like it, dude. I, it's every just, time I was backing so, back Robles, Jacob as long was as you back it now up. I'm backing, now I'm backing Spencer. And <sighs> is okay, I really – I love Anthony Robles. I just don't – the biggest thing for me is I don't see how he takes Spencer down. So, um, and Turn him, though. He certainly well, could. take him down. Oh man, that is tough. Uh, I'll just uh, we're going Anthony Robles. I'm picking Robles. I think that Robles would be really good 
um, on his feet defensively. I think he picks top. I think, you know, he exploits. You think he picks top on Spencer? I'm saying, oh, yeah. I don't think he can take him down. Uh, I think Spencer's I don't know. Is I, I, I don't think, think it's a smart move. I, don't, I, I think it's a smart move. I think it, it, Spencer is, is amazing on his feet. And why not, if you're Robles, go with where you're best? It depends on how the first period goes. It does. Yeah. I think if he, well, I think that with every subsequent period that Robles, you know, doesn't get tilted or taken down, the easier it's going to be in the third period. So if I'm Robles, the ideal match looks like 0-0 first period. No, second period. 15-0 yeah. first period. All right. But here, so look, 0-0 first period. Second period, Spencer's choice. Spencer will take, I don't know, doesn't matter. Whatever Spencer takes, Spencer do whatever you can. Spencer takes bottom. You know, you ride the crap out of him. Try to get a turn. Third Spencer period. doesn't get turned. He takes bottom. Third period, you get – you take top. Anthony Robles, um, you know, it's by the – it's the third period. Spencer has, you know, statistically has his worst performance in the third period. No riding That's time That's when Robles gets the – Okay, dude. riding time? What? Statistically, Spencer has no third periods. Okay. The don't third periods he has are me. not good. <laughs> They're, uh, it's the statistics. Okay. No, Nomad, no, no, back no, no, this no, up, no, yo. Nomad, no. I know where both y'all are coming punked. from. Look, look. It is, if you look at the, Nomad did two stats. One of them was his overall third period stats, and the other one was his limited to the third periods that he actually wrestled stats. Now, at, now looking at it, every time he gets into a third period, it's a really, really good opponent. Yeah. But... Um, still, Anthony Robles is a really, really good opponent, and Spencer Lee doesn't have great third periods. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm saying I think Anthony Robles has a really good case to beat Spencer Lee in this match, and that's why I'm taking Anthony Robles. Good. good. I like it. So we got to get moving on, um, but I'll leave you with one last stat and the, the kind of thing that tipped the scales a little bit for me. Um, and, you know, Anthony Robles in his career, he, he ended it with a 36-0 and national champion run his senior year. Um, but he had 23 losses in his first three years. Um, in his first three years at Iowa, Spencer has five. And, and two of them came to Seabass, Tomasello, um, you know, and, and was it Ronnie Bresser, the other one? Um, and so uh, pitch, pitch is one, right? Um, so it, it's just Spencer very, very rarely loses. Right. Well, I mean, okay, it's not – my pick isn't absurd, but, you know. No, So, Jacob and Sam and the Twitter poll outnumber me. So, okay. another three points to Iowa. And let's – Um, I think we can get through these next yeah. two fairly so if you quickly. Guys, if you guys look on the, on the screen real quick, um, you've noticed that I put the stars for the Twitter polls and then the check marks for the winning team's votes and then X for the losing guys' votes. And Bobby Telford – beat Tanner Hall because Mason Beckman says, and I quote, man would have been a four time AA if he hadn't gotten hurt. And he was more athletic than people remember. Absolutely. He says it's awesome. Telford. Yep. Um, so I'm going to update the scores. Uh, it should, it should be nine to three mm-hmm. in favor of Iowa. Well, I mean, uh, here, let's do this. Let's just go through really quick. Does that raise your hand? If you think Dalton Brady, would beat Corey Clark. <laughs> this, this one we can run through, too. So, uh, yeah. raise, your, raise your hand if you think Chris Druin can beat Montel well, Marion. Well, hold on. Let's, hold let's on real talk quick. about the Druin. Okay. Let's talk hold about on. the Druin. No, real quick, real quick. Uh, what, are, what are Dalton Brady's stats, Sam? Um, I can pull him up real quick. He was okay. – um, I just want to – we need to recognize these guys a little bit, right? Yeah. Because they're, yeah, 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 yeah. they're 
Dalton Brady is the, the best of the decade at 133 for the Sun Devils, in our right. opinion, right? And so right. Um, we need to at least give him a little bit of a, a second for that. Sorry. Dalton, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> no. He, he was an Arizona guy. Um, he, I mean, man, he wasn't incredible through his year. This Again, similar to 97, this way is really, really dry. Um, he didn't start all four years and actually wrestled at Utah Valley his first year, um, but then ended up transferring 2014-2015 um, season. Went 10-3 and three, um, overall at, at, throughout that year, his, his first year at Arizona State, and ended up finishing number 16 in the rankings his senior year, which to think about the best of the decade reaching like his highest was um, – Number sixteen is pretty crazy. So, what, um, what were Josh Kramer's stats? Uh, you know, I uh, he didn't have the season that I thought he did. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. So, real quick before we go on, I just to give a, a little bit of a, a resume for each guy, right? Um, Corey Clark was a four-time All-American. Yeah. Um, he he actually was the guy that shut Thomas Gilman out from being a four-time All-American um, because Thomas Gilman and Corey Clark wrestled off their freshman year and Corey Clark beat Thomas Gilman at 125. Um, so a little, you know, people don't remember Thomas Gilman was only three-time All-American and that was because of Corey Clark. Um, yeah. Corey, Corey Clark made three finals and finally won his senior year over Seth Gross, right? Which is one of the, one of the better wrestlers in recent memory. So, um, and he also had what I think is the best celebration ever winning a match is throwing uh was it tom or terry i don't uh, know i think it was tom he, i don't know though one of the brand's one coaches <laughs> he uh he lat drops him on the stage in front of everybody and that was the loudest i've heard the ncaa championships uh in my life so that was Ooh. really cool i've never been <sighs> you gotta Will, go sam next year you and I. We're all right but it's close to my, my home next year <laughs> yeah so jumping down 141 um this is another one uh that i uh so actually, this is this is a weight class that we really had a hard time finding a, a 141 pounder for Arizona State. Yes, um, I went back through all of the ten years and, and just found like who even made it, who was a qualifier, right? And uh, it was Chris, hard, wasn't it? Yeah, Chris Druin was not an All American in this decade, but he actually did AA, I believe, in 2009. Oh, um, he got sixth place, um, and so that was that was real dig, real a whole lot of. Uh, Digging there, yeah. um, but pretty good guy. It's um, Montel. It's Montel though. Montel, uh, Montel was a, a two-time finalist. Um, is he? He was either three or four-time All-American. I think three. Yeah. But um, yeah. So he got I think second, fourth, second. Yeah, second, mm-hmm. fourth, second. Lost to Cal Dake um, and lost to. Maybe I can't remember who the other one he lost to in the finals was, um, but he 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 was great. He's one of the guys that you think about over the decade that was one of the the better ones to not win a title. So mm-hmm. it's Montel here. It's got to be Montel for sure. Um, okay, next match we got the Brett Calf who uh, he won his all decade, I, I believe. Yeah, no, he won the Flow Wrestling Best of the Decade. Um, and uh, going against Jason Sertzis or Josh Maruka, which one are you sending out there, Sam Herring? Uh, in this match, it's tough, but, um, you know, Sertzis is probably the more accoladed guy. National champ one year. Um, we're going to send out Jason, man. 
you know, both guys, the, the J crew, what we like to call them over in Tempe. Um, just sad for Josh, just behind such a stud. Both guys are, are solid, and, and the J crew make each other better in the practice room out in Tempe. Yeah. Certs has had, had an awesome start to the career, you know, coming out as a true freshman, I believe. Is he a true or red shirt? I don't know. But he was a freshman, yeah, and he won a national title at Northwestern. Um, and then, you know, he, he battled a lot of adversity, uh, ends up getting back on the podium his senior year at Arizona State. Um, but it, it's the Brent Calf. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, uh, what can you say, man? Two-time national champion, three-time finalist, um, and just, you know, he is one of the best Iowa wrestlers of the decade, for sure. He really is. Did you guys see the video of him slamming over Molinero that they posted on Flow? Mm -hmm. I did. Oh, my gosh. Mean. Mean, dude, mean. So, so 157. We do kind of got to move because um, we have a guest coming on soon. Uh, but 157, we have Derek St. John versus Bubba Jenkins. This Ooh. is, if you ask me, this is the Give second a fire match. This is the fire matchup. <laughs> um, so, for me personally as an Iowa fan, I really wasn't a big Derek St. John fan um, just because it – he, it wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of flair. You know, he, he was kind of a guy that I think um, was consistently good and better than a lot of people, but just, you know, wasn't a lot of excitement around his matches for me. Um, but he, he was, he was great. Um, you know, he was a, he was a four time all American. Um, yeah. He was a four time all American going four, two, one, five. Um, and, you know, he made two finals. He won one. So, you know, there's, there's not much to say about it. He was great, um, very consistently great, uh, but he's going against another great great opponent here in Bubba Jenkins. Uh, what, what do we got on your side of things, Sam? I mean, everybody knows Bubba Jenkins pinned David Taylor in the NCAA finals in that cradle. Um, you know, iconic figure in the wrestling world. He's such an entertaining guy and uh, very, very credentialed. I'm actually going to take him in this match. I think he's way too athletic for Derek St. John, and um, I think he out-wrestles out him in this match. So I'm going to put a stamp by Bubba Jenkins' name for me. Dude, he and, super uh, ducks him all day. Super ducks. Yeah, he's so, he's so slick. And um, looking at the, at, the, um, at the Twitter poll, we got 63% for Bubba Jenkins and 36 for Derek St. John, so that's another vote. That's streets. So yeah. I, I'm actually going to go with Derek St. John here. Obviously, I mean, it's three to one. So it, it, yeah. Obviously, it's three to one. It, it doesn't matter. Um, but I, I, I think, like I said, he, he's a little bit boring for me to watch. But I think the consistency is there, whereas it wasn't as much for Bubba. Um, and so I, I'm going to pick Derek St. John, um, and that's not a sympathy vote. Yeah. Well, I think that if we're doing like the best version of these guys, I think when Bubba was on, dude, he was on. Um, yeah. So I will take Bubba. A right. little people remember, people don't remember very well that Derek St. John was in the finals when he, he got second to Kyle Dake. And that was a match. Or I believe it was like a three, two or a two, one. Um, I was there. It was, it was a really good match. And so mm -hmm. he's a lot better than people think. Mm -hmm. 165 though. Um, we have uh, the bull. Alex Marinelli from Iowa um, versus Josh Shields. And these guys have wrestled several times. Um, and, you know, I think everybody listening knows these two guys and knows that, uh, you know, I'm taking Alex Marinelli. He's AA'd every year so far. He's going to be a four-time AA next year. Um, and he's won the head-to-head -head matchups. What about you, yes. Sam? Sam, same. 
I also this is boring. This is boring radio. But give me what Alex Marinelli, dog. Before? It's really not yeah. Before. What can we say? One seventy-four. Um, last Jay matchup, Borshel. bro. This is the last matchup. Jay Borschel, Anthony Valencia. Real quick before we jump into this, one guy I want to shout out from Iowa um, is Ethan Lofthouse. Ethan Lofthouse wrestled at he all American at 197 174 and then 184 in that order oh my god 97 74 84 is incredible Whoa. and i just i <laughs> couldn't like fit him in, in um but he has to be i couldn't fit him in but he has to be noticed that's amazing all american in three different weight classes and in that order 97 74 84 it's um, just all over the place yeah. man yeah <laughs> but uh jay borschel Rashid, though what did he go 65 97 84 84 Oh. Yeah, but anyways, we got no time. So 74, Jay Borshaw was a national champion in 2010. Um, he won a national title by defeating, I think, Mac Lunas, um, who was an undefeated guy, undefeated number one seed, hadn't been taken down the whole year. Jay Borshaw is my pick at 174. No disrespect mm. to Anthony Valencia, but it's just not its not the same level. Anthony hasn't had that same level of consistency. He did take down Mark Hall, I believe, twice in the duel this year. Um, but, you know. It's got to be Borschel. Yeah. Put the yep, stamp. And the Twitter fans say that as well, and that closes out the duel 24-6. to six. Um, That about wraps it up, guys. Um, I hope you guys tune in to the next one, which is going to come right after this, after our break, where we bring on a special guest. You guys wait 30 more seconds, and you'll figure out who that is. Fantastic. So, uh, Iowa moves on. Iowa moving on. Hopefully, um, we'll get some good matches. Missouri, Michigan, they get the winner of, and uh, and we'll see who they got next. So um, awesome! Stay yeah. tuned, y'all. Bye bye. All right, guys. So we're on to the second half of the episode. Um, now we are jumping over to number seven, Missouri versus number ten, Michigan, um, and. As before, I am still with Sam Herring and Jude Swisher, and now joined by uh, Mark Bader from Flow Wrestling. How you doing, Mark? I'm great, guys. How y'all doing? Dude, so well. Doing great. Yeah, awesome. Any day is a good day when you get to talk about wrestling. So, um, every day. Facts. Yeah. So let's uh, let's just go ahead and get into this because I know that we got we got a bunch of time crunches for everybody. Um, so we are going through this duel and for Missouri. Um, who put together the Missouri team? I did. Uh, uh, I might have. I might have put together both actually. Okay, I put together Michigan. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. No. So go. You want to tell us who you got for Missouri? Sure. Okay. Missouri's lineup looks a little something like this: 125 pounds. We got Alan Waters, followed by John Ernesty, Jaden Ironman, Drake Hudeschelt, Joey Lavalley, Connor Flynn, Daniel Lewis, Max Askren, and Jaden Cox, and Dom Bradley. Awesome. Do we have the the better stamp of approval? Does that does... looks great? Yeah, I was I was gonna ask about a couple guys, but uh, my, I, I you could maybe my, my I don't remember when Michael Chandler graduated. Was it before? We're going back to oh nine, I guess. I, I think he might have been oh seven or or no eight nine. I th- our could... our lineup is from two thousand ten to two hundred uh, two thousand twenty. Ten. So ten. By 20. ten, he might have been. He might have graduated in. in Nine or something like that, and then you, then there's an argument between him and the Valley. I think he was like a three. He was a multiple-time All-American. It was round of twelve, I think, every year he wasn't an All-American or something like that. So La- he had a very was... consistent career, but obviously the Valley was runner-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, he graduated right. in 2008. Um, okay. Michael Chandler did. There we go. All right. Yeah. So, looks Nothing good. Nothing else pops out, yeah. Uh, I, I got a chance to do Michigan, um, and I love the Michigan lineup. I think that they have a great team. Started off with yeah. Connor Utsi, uh, Stevan Micic, Kellen Russell, Eric Grahales, um, Alec Pantelio, Logan Massa, Miles Amin, Dominic Abinader, Max Huntley, and ending it with Adam Kuhn. Um, so mm. two pretty sturdy lineups. And this honestly was the match that I looked most forward to in this first round. Um, so let's just go ahead and get into it. So Ryan Bader, what we're doing is we actually have four people on right now, but we do have a Twitter poll as well. Um, so we're going the majority rules, right? Talking about each match and the majority will pick the winner and they'll move on uh, or they'll win the, the match for their, their team. Um, and then as well, we talked about the lower seed. Whoever has the team of the lower seed, which is me with Michigan, um, gets the pick of the weight we start off with. Um, and I know that, that Bader has a little bit of a, a time crunch, so we're going to start off with a bang. Um, we're going to start off at 141 with Jaden Ironman versus Colin Oh, Russell. my gosh. Um, because <laughs> I, love it. I got to hear it. So, uh, Bader, what, what, do you, what do you got for us on this one? Jaden Ironman pins him. Oh, Oh, <laughs> I don't know how. I don't. Oh. This isn't a discredit to to Kellen. I can believe in Kellen's a stud, um, but we're having fun with this. Uh, Jaden, so, something crazy. It might be overtime. Is this your landmine, bro? Is, are you just gonna pop it right now, Jaden Ironman? Just gets I'm the- just saying, like he's done some crazy stuff in the past, and and it's gonna blow the the roof off of this duel and, and get things started in in Missouri's favor. Oh man, your so style, it, baby. So this Dude, is gonna be a. It sounds like a landmine to me. <laughs> He's got to um, pin that sucker. So that's oh going to be a, That's it for uh, a, a pin. Dude, um, I, was, I was looking forward to this. I was like, man, let's uh, – dude, I went and watched all these Kellen Russell matches. I was getting really high on him. I was like, okay, he's, you know, national champ, two-time national champ. He's he's a tough guy. And then, sorry, Iron Pin. What yeah, I'm, well, here's the thing. They, they might wrestle – Ten times, and maybe uh, Kellen wins five, six, seven, eight of them. Um, but for whatever reason, in this duel, Jaden catches him. What did, what's he get him in? That's going to be a cradle or some crazy, crazy <laughs> wild stuff. I don't know. It's that Jack leg wrapping creep over cradle. And that's hard to say because, oh, because Kellen's, bro. Kellen's so good and, and never gets the got out of position and you know always won all these close matches. So it's a bold prediction, but uh, that's what I'm saying happens. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Oh, right off so the bat. Let's, let's clarify. So everybody has a landmine, right? So this is Bader's landmine. No, I landmine. guess it, what, what, what is it? Landmine just means a pin or what? So yeah. landmine means that you, like, if you use your landmine, you just decided that match. Nobody else gets a vote. That's, well, that you guys you didn't tell me that. It's, it's the you guys got to explain the rules before we start playing. Well, no, no, no. taking my ball and going home. So, so a landmine <laughs> is the only place you can get um, bonus points, too. Um. Everywhere else is just a decision unless you use a landmine. I think this well, was you a know pretty what? good use Looking at this, this is like, he's this the underdog. I mean. The people yeah. said. He is the landmine. Uh, the Twitter polls this is my said, landmine. I got it. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, that's I a good that. one. Because the Twitter polls had um, Russell winning by about a third. So it was, it was 66% yeah. for Russell, 33 for Ironman out that's of almost crazy. 700 people. Um, that's 700? So. You got 700? Almost, yeah. yeah, on that one. Oh, and I, that's awesome. I think this, that's awesome. That's so much fun. That's good radio. But I, I think that a lot of our listeners are obviously a little little bit younger and maybe not remember Kellen Russell as much. 
Um, Kellen Russell was amazing, right? He was one of the best wrestlers around when he came through. And so this is, this is, this would be crazy to watch. Um, oh. but that, that's how it is. That drape over cradle with the leg in. Yeah. That, that's you stopped it. Some kind of scramble and he just heads by the knee and clamp. See ya. Dude. Bam. I think oh. Kellen was the number one seed as a freshman and maybe undefeated. I mean, he was on top seed, one of the top seeds every year. Mm. Was, yeah, really U.S. Open champion in 2013. Um, I was a little too young to follow him when he was competing, think, but going back yeah. and watching his film, he's he's a um, really a stud. For he's me. a mean man. All right, hey, let's move on to 149. Mark Bader, can you tell us a little bit about Drake Hudeschel? Who is he? Where's he from? What's he doing? Jake Hudeschel, I believe, went to Fort Zumwalt West, if I'm not mistaken, which is in this, like St. Charles area, just outside of St. Louis. Obviously, a stud high school wrestler, and obviously an NCAA champion. Is this like when you say Hudeschel versus Gahals? Is this that best version of Hudeschel we ever saw yeah. during their college yeah. career? Versus the best version of Grahalis. Keep in mind, they did wrestle um, in one of the NCAA. I believe it was a semi. Semi-final. Um, yeah, and with Hudeschel taking it. So Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like a homer, but it sounds like you guys are helping me make this decision. <laughs> and I'm going to go with uh, Hudeschel. Dude, Hudeschel. Um, uh, Jacob, t- tell us about uh, Eric, our, our man Eric here. I don't want to mispronounce his last name. <laughs> Grahalis. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let me get it pulled back up. Um, he was a, he was a one-time All-American. Um, he, is that how you said it? No. <laughs> okay. I was, I was like, really? Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I was like, wow. But uh, he was a one-time All-American. Um, he got third. He kind of came out of nowhere really for that third place, right? Because not, not All-American at all and then and then placing third right he'd always been Uh, really good he just kind of issues might have been gas tank it was never a talent issue i don't think it was kind of some other things he's always really good he was like uh, a high high seated guy right yeah yeah had an epic match with uh one of the alton brothers where they both like were so talented but both kind of gassed and it was it's amazing (laughs) yeah and (laughs) I, I just I thought it was it was pretty cool that you know, just basically not aing not aing and then just third. That's 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 a big jump, and I thought that was really awesome. But um, at the end of the day, it's 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 Drake maybe helped for me. NCAA champ. I love the um, the Missouri flow film from 2015 NCAs. Um, just watching. Because there aren't many of those where you can follow a team around for the weekend, especially a weekend like NCAAs. And um, watching Drake through that weekend on that flow film is really, really cool, especially the way he ended up winning. Um, I just love going back and watching that every once in a while. Uh, But, yeah, I'm going to take Drake as well. Um, In in 2015, man, he was a hammer. Um, Obviously, he knocked out Grijales in the semis. I think it was that the year before that he knocked out Grahales. I'm not sure. I don't know, but um, I know he has the win over him. Cause I know, um, you know, actually, I think that was that year because um, I feel like he lost in 2014 in the semis. So I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Drake. Um, 
Jacob, do you have Jake as or uh, Drake as well? I do. All right, All right. it's unanimous. Yes, sir. And yep. the people, I think, have them too. Fantastic. People have spoken as well. Uh, so one fifty-seven. Uh, this is actually a matchup that we've only seen once, I believe, um, but we saw it in freestyle. Um, Joey Lavalle ended up taking taking the the match there over over Alec. But oh yeah, I just watched that today. But folk style is a completely different animal. Um, and, and when we talk about folk style, you know, from the Michigan point of view, I'll, I'll say Pantelio was a three time All American. Um, he got he was around a sixteen as a freshman, got sixth, fifth, and third. Uh, you know, continuously getting better every year. He had really, you know, epic battles with guys like Hydley, um, where I think he actually took one from Hydley, right? Yeah, he beat Hydley uh, mm-hmm. for third. Um, and, and so, you know, he, he was just a model of consistency, continually got better right there with the big guys, never, never able to punch through, you know, to make a final, um, but always right there. Really and tough guy. Three-time All-American. Um, what about Joey Lavalley, Mark Bader? Um, what can you say? NCAA finalist, uh, came back the next year and, you know, struggled a little bit. So I guess, you know, a, a higher peak, but not quite as consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to go with, since it's the folk style match, I'm going to go with Alec Pantelio. Um, even though Lavalley won in freestyle, but I went and watched the match today and Lavalley actually f- was losing, gave up the first takedown, um, then for him, uh, in the second period, and, um, and Pantelio had to try to go get one late and ended up giving up another two. Um, but without the four, you know, it, it, it would have been really, really close. So I still think, I think that in folk style, I think Pantelio would take this match. So one vote for Alec Pantelio. Yeah. Um, I, for, for me, it's also going to be Pantelio. Um, I think that, like you said, same thing with the freestyle match, he kind of would, you know, obviously you earned that four, right? But, you know, it, it could have went either way there. Um, in folk style, it's a completely different thing. Lavalle was great. Only made the final that one year. That was the only year he All-American. Um, and whereas Pantelio was, was consistently up there with the elite. Um, and when Lavalle made the finals, um, obviously Dylan Palacio, amazing wrestler, but Palacio knocked off the two seed, so kind of cleared a little bit more of a path for, for Lavalle to make it. Um, and I just I think that if you take the best version of each folk style wrestler while they're in college, I think that Pantelio takes that one in a close match, though. Mm-hmm. Sam Herring, who you got? I'm, I'm with you. I think Pantelio is the he's so solid with his strength and and technique. He kind of stays um, strong in in his wrestling, and he's more he's a little bit more recent, so I have a little bit of recency bias, and. Um, just watching him compete on the international stage and also wrestling on NCA for Michigan and stuff. Um, I think I'd, I'd definitely take him in this match, um, but it'd be an entertaining one for sure. And who do we got from you, Mark Bader? Sam, did you recency bias? The rest of you guys are crazy. I got my tiger, Joey <laughs> Valley, taking out the big, strong Alec Pantelio. Um, <laughs> he just, just going to find a way to get it done. It might be, it might not be the prettiest match. But uh, he's gonna step up and make it happen. So All looking right. at the looking at the um, polls from Twitter, you got seventy one percent for Pantelio, twenty eight for Lavalley or Lavalley, and <laughs> Lavalley. Uh, I call it Lavalley, like a lava lamp. Um, but so 
Um, Pantelia is going to take this one because of the uh, the Twitter polls, and uh, which makes the score nine to three, getting the first points on the board for Michigan. Um, Atta boy. So. All right. Hey guys, I, hey guys, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to split here. I gotta jump right. into something, but uh, can I give you the rest? Of, you want to hear the rest of my picks real quick? Could you? Can... Yeah, absolutely. Go for it, my man. So, uh, yeah, sixty-five. So, uh, Connor Flynn, Logan Massa. I got. Okay. I'll just run through it. I got Connor Flynn over Logan Massa. I got Daniel right. Lewis over Miles Amin. I got Max Askren <laughs> over Avenator. Cox over Huntley. Bradley over Coon Waters over Utsi, and Ernest in an upset over Michich. Oh, oh man! <laughs> wow. wow, that was pretty easy. All right, hey Mark, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Uh, thank you guys. It was a blast. Yeah, yeah we appreciate it. Keep it up. Keep talking wrestling. Yes, sir. Talk to you later. All right, love it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Ah, Mark Bader, everyone. <laughs> the man, the man. I love it. I love it. I love when you get somebody on that that is from the school and and talks. You know, and we had both sides of it, right? So we had Mason on. Uh, the episode the other day where he was on, he's obviously a Lehigh wrestler. Um, I wanted to put him in the lineup because I think he was arguably the, the best guy at that weight. But he was very, very, you know, level-headed about everything and gave us he his was. honest opinion. I do feel like he was a little sad because he had to pick yeah. against his guys. Yeah. But right. And I think I think Mark Bader, for the, mo- for the majority of them, is giving us his honest decision, right? Um, but he also he, – he did show a little bit more of his fandom, and I love that. I think Gotta have awesome. fun, man. Gotta I mean, what's fun. the point of – being a wrestling fan if you can't show your fandom of these things right exactly um, uh, awesome well i guess we should just continue on 165 yeah. pounds and um yeah all right so 165 connor flynn versus logan massa um i've always been a very big logan massa fan especially watching his battles with chenzo always being right there so close and now you know he finally had some success on the uh on the senior level scene just uh, this season or the past season, um, recently. So, uh, and Connor Flynn, you know, he was a uh, conference champ, the MAC, and um, you know, good, a good wrestler by all accounts. But I don't think he's uh, Logan Massa level of expertise. So, one point for Logan Massa. You guys got? Yeah, so I'm with you on that. Um, I think that you know. Logan Massa is honestly, he's been one of my more favorite Michigan wrestlers to watch over the past couple of years, um, just because it's all there, right? And his redshirt freshman year, he showed it to us where he came out and, you know, he beats Marinelli and flexes on brands, um, goes to the NCAA tournament and and takes third as a true, as a redshirt freshman. Um, But it's, it was kind of down after that, right? He, he was a qualifier as a sophomore, but didn't, didn't make it very far. Um, And then around 12 guys, a junior um, that, the talent is there. It just hasn't been put together as well um, as his freshman year. But mm-hmm. I fully expect him coming back, guns a-blazing next year for his senior year, and I expect him to, to be on the podium again. Um, and probably at 174, it looks like, because you, you got Cam Amin stepping in at 65 and probably Miles jumping up to 84. Mm-hmm. This Michigan squad is going to be nasty. Um, but I, it's Logan Massa here, guys. He's a yeah. uh, – you know, he got third place. He's he's great, and no disrespect to Connor Flynn, but Mass is one of the – his name's been mentioned with one of the elites. Right. Sam Herring, who you got? I'm, I'm with Jacob. Um, everything that he said, I second. And, uh, and man, I guess Bader's just a little bit biased towards Connor Flynn and the Missouri Tigers. But, uh, That's what I'm talking about, right? Because, you know, the, the Alan Waters picks, the Jaden Cox, the Max Astron, yeah. <laughs> 
This sure. one, there, there's a little bit of fandom in there. Yeah, John Ersi <laughs> got majored by Steven uh, Safan Micic. Yeah. Sure gonna uh, help. Sure gonna help Missouri get the win though. Hey, we don't know. We don't know. There's still some landmines that might got to be played. Jude can't help because he has, has no landmines. I can just um, throw wrenches in by voting yeah. for Missouri. You're throwing, <laughs> you're throwing rocks at a window, whereas me and Sam have boulders left. All right. So if all right, you voted right. for Missouri, you could have Waters, Cox, and Bradley all win. Yeah. And have you could have Missouri win right now if you wanted to. Okay. So, see that. So, <laughs> right now. Um, let's let's update our team score down at the bottom. Um, Is it twelve we to three? Have, it should. Hold on, Massa and oh. Pentelio both won, so it should be nine to six. Nine right? to six. Yep, 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 yep. Um, nine to six. Catching we're, up. We're going into the one hundred seventy four pound bracket. This match we have seen three times. Um, it is Daniel Lewis for the Tigers, Miles Amin for the Wolverines. We've seen it three times. It has consistently gone three ways for Miles Amin. Um, and I see no other way for it to go. Miles Amin is is one of the best wrestlers at 174 that hasn't been talked about as much as he needs to be. Dude, um, he's a world. He he took went made to the semis of the world championships in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, yeah. Semi finalist. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and. and- I mean, he's just like he's been overshadowed, right? He's been overshadowed yeah. by the Zahids and the and the Mark Halls. Um, but Kemmer, let's all them. let's take a second and let's give some respect to this man. Um, he actually shout out Miles Amin just graduated from Michigan the other day. I saw, um, but he as a freshman, a redshirt freshman, places fourth and then third, third. Um, and I fully expect this man to make a final in his next year. Uh, I I'm pulling for him. He's great, and I, I want to see him get that recognition he deserves. Um, three and zero against Daniel Lewis in his career. I'm taking Miles Amin. I am also going to take Miles Amin. I've been really high on the Amins. They are so 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 tough. Um, just right there against Mark Hall, uh, year in year out. Um, but here we go. I'm taking Miles Amin. That's two for Amin, and uh, I'm going to go with Amin as well. I think he's he's earned it. I mean. Voting for for Lewis, you'd have to really just have a landmine unless. Now, so I, I do want to say, um, that there is a road for Lewis, right? And right, absolutely. We all know that, what it that is. That cradle, man. <laughs> that that cradle, man. He could catch anybody with it. He's not he even the untouchable Zahid Valencia, right? When he caught Zahid Valencia and pinned him in a cradle, so it can happen. But overall, that night was the night of all nights for Penn State fans when he got pinned. And then Penn State smashed Ohio State. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Do you remember that, Jude? I do. I, I look back on that time fondly. <laughs> I, it brings a tear to the eye sometimes. I remember where I was. I was in, uh, in Wildwood, New Jersey. And we were mm. watching it in our, like, Airbnb. And everyone was going nuts. I had a ridiculous Ohio State fan with me. And he <sighs> was dying. It was fun. Good. Yeah. Huh. So... Awesome. So that one, that one makes it nine nine. Uh, we move on to one hundred eighty four pounds, where national champion Max Askren um, go is going to take on side. Dom Abinader, the Italian stallion. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so how Jude, many Italian stallions? Did you see Kassar posting like 
um, him with Rocky, and he was like, one of us is the Italian stallion, the other one's just some statue. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so, dude, that was the the Kassar post. Yeah. All right. So I, I just want to say, like, every year, me and my dad go to the national championship, and uh, Dom Abinator, and like, my dad has really gotten to be a big Michigan fan over the last couple of years. Interesting. Um, and he just like always talks about it's it's the team of Italian stallions, right? There's mm-hmm. all these like guys that are you know either Italian or of similar descent. They're they're are, they're Serbian. They're <sighs> what, what what are the Amins? Uh, what are the San Marino? San Marino. Dom Abinator. Where does he wrestle? <sighs> Dude, it's, who knows, they're, man? They're not the real, Italian, bro. Don't, real don't correct is, who, is, uh, who is um Alex Derringer going to wrestle for now? What country is he wrestling for? I don't even know. Don't even <laughs> it's just a joke. It's a joke. All right. Mass, Max Askren, NCAA champion, um, brother of the funky one, Ben Askren. Um, and he competes for Lebanon, bro. Not Italy. Lebanon. You're getting Mediterranean Sea mixed up. <laughs> hey, take it up with my father, okay? Sam, you he's just a, called him the Italian he's Stallion. He's a what? math teacher, not a history, not a social studies. He doesn't know the, all the countries and all that. All it's okay. Right. <laughs> Whatever. All right, uh, Max Askren. The Lebanon Stallion. He's the, <laughs> all right. He's the, the three-time All-American for the Missouri Tigers. Uh, brother of the funky one. He's a uh, fierce competitor. And, you know, I got to pick him over Abinator. Abinator's really tough. Um, I believe he had a war with – he had a close one with uh, Bo one year at the duel. Um, was like – like, might have been overtime. I might be confusing him with Gravina. But um, – so I'm picking Mac, Max Askren. Uh, Jacob Hughley, who you got, my man? So, um, I – for me, it, it's Max Askren. Right. He's a national champion. He was dominant that year. Um, Dom Abinator, while you know he was an All-American, he, he failed to All-American in his first three years and took fifth. We lost Sam Herring. Sam is dead. Hey, I'm I'm back. I don't know why, what happened, but I lost y'all. He's uh, alive. So who you got, Sam? Uh, I got Max Askren, man. Just uh, NCAA champ from Missouri. Solid, solid, solid wrestler. Um, Dom <laughs> Abinators, um, probably the weak link on this team, um, if I had to say one. Um, and then I'm Max gonna... Askren, NCAA champ, kind of exposes that pretty well. So, um, you know, in a normal match, you'd be getting bonus. Um, you know, thinking about that, I wonder how different these these duels would be going with with bonus points. But um, just looking at it, it's Max, it's Max Askren. We can move up to ninety seven now. Oh, this my this one is not going so, to be pretty. This one's not pretty. Um, one ninety seven, Jaden Cox versus Max Huntley. Um, you know, Jaden Cox. Obviously, everyone knows who Jaden Cox is. Jude, fill us in if you don't know who Jaden Cox is. Jaden Cox. Uh, HMA if you don't know who that is. <laughs> all right, that's it. I'm off the team. I forgot all my Jaden Cox facts. No, um, guys, he's the hardest person to score on. He's the slipperiest fish in wrestling. He beat David Taylor with a broken ankle. 
Uh, you know, he, <laughs> I thought it was his knee. Wasn't it his knee? It, uh, no, yeah, you're right. It was his knee. He, but he was taking down David Taylor with a hurt knee. Um, yeah. Cox is transcendence. He breaks the matrix and I'm picking him here over, uh, Max Huntley. The fish. He called him a fish. Yeah. Max Huntley, he was an All-American for the Wolverines. He took eighth place um, back in 2015. Um, but a one-time All-American does not hold a candle to the the amazingness of Jason Jaden Cox. Wow, third insane. world champion, third um, world world championships, third. World if, if you're if you've been living under a rock, uh, Jaden Cox it, has won the last two world championships and went unscored upon this year. Um, and, and he is the man that is going to take out Sajulayoff. Um, Whoa! So, oh, uh, Jaden Cox is going to... Oh, man, that's going to be an hey, awesome hey, match. It's going to be great. Hey. But, sorry, I'm sorry, man. Jaden Cox is, is going to represent... Right uh, I see, see that man. man. Uh, I just Lying can't... Why there crying? Oh why is he gosh. crying, Jacob Hooper? Oh, my gosh. I, I know <laughs> why he's crying, um, but you probably don't... Do you have the updated picture from the year after where it was the other Whoa, way around? Hey, no, Jacob, <laughs> I'll, cut the, I'll, I'll pull the plug, dude. We, this is All a patriotic right. podcast. We do All not. Right. Look, I am a huge. He's taking a break for now. Put him in the, he's, put he's him in timeout. We are not listening to this man's uh, anti, this Soviet <laughs> sympathizer, communist, Russian, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's Jane and Cox. <laughs> He's not yeah. losing to Sajalive. He's not Snyder losing to Max. No matter who makes the team, I don't care who makes the team. I'm actually picking Cox. But, man, right. Snyder's – whoever makes the team is going to win. I don't care. <laughs> All right, bring back Jacob. I don't even we get care. Get this moving. Oh, um, my gosh. What's wrong with this, man? I'm bringing him back. How dare you. Jacob Hoogley, what's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> apologize apologize or we'll kick you again communist no, you, you didn't let me finish i apologize no, okay right. no, no, no no listen the, these these were shots shots fired at sam herring not at kyle snyder okay hey, i'm a fan of that i'm okay <laughs> these Thank were not you. i, I want to make that very clear these are not shots fired in any way at kyle snyder um i mean kyle snyder he's one and one against such laugh right so it's, it's just what happened um, and it's unfortunate that, that he ended up losing, but wait, what shots were you firing at me then? What did it, what, what were you firing? No, at me? there weren't shots fired, but it was like, what you turned you... around and made it personal where you were trying to like, show me the picture and make me sound dumb. Um, so I just wanted to correct you on. <laughs> no, 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 what I was happened. just trying to say that both of them will beat Sedulive because I hate Sedulive and I hate Russia. That's what I was nice. trying to say. Up top, well, Sam. I think <laughs> both, both can obviously. I think both can beat Sajulayev, right? Obviously, Kyle Snyder beat Sajulayev. Um, I, I just think in the recent years, Jaden Cox is incredible, yes. right? And, and all I'm saying from my point of view is is when – if I ever put money on it, I'm putting money on, on the Matrix, right? This guy has not got yeah. scored on and in I, a year. Wait, while you were on timeout – We have less than one I, minute in this Zoom recording, y'all. Yeah, that's all right. That's yeah, all right. That's we might right. have to restart. <laughs> um. But anyway, uh, while you were on timeout, I said I'm picking Jaden Cox, but both of them will beat Sajulayev, whoever gets on the team. All right. Sajulayev is bad. All right, I we got to move on. Let's, Next let's match. get up to heavyweight now. Where we have Dom Bradley and Adam Kuhn. This one's one of the highlight matchups I'm really excited for. Um, let's, let's throw it to Jude first. Jude, what you got? All right. 
I gotta take Spaceman Adam Coon here. He's big. Like, give He's us mean. some background. <sighs> yeah, tell us who is Don Bradley. Who is he? Well, okay, let me pull Didn't up his wrestle stats so I can get one time. Dude, he has grown a man strength. I didn't say the bad word because we're a friendly family channel. Um, let me see. Let me pull up his wrestle stat. And as if you would. What do you mean, as if I would? <laughs> you said because we're a f- like. Is that really a reason? Like, if we weren't a f- friendly family channel, and if you weren't on the channel, would you be saying that word, Jude? No, sir. Okay. I would not. Um, okay. How about this? While I'm pulling up the wrestle stat, so I don't, I don't want to get anything wrong. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I'll jump in and talk about Kuhn. Uh, so. Adam Kuhn, three-time All-American, um, where he was second, third, and then second again. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't – I don't know why I didn't, but I'm not sure where the, the fourth one is. Um, was there an injury maybe? Um, because it definitely seems like he should have been a four-timer. But anyways, he made a final twice, losing in both of those finals, unfortunately, uh, falling to Nick Wistowski and Kyle Snyder. Um, good guys, really. And, you know, got third as well. Um, and this is a good time to also put back in here. I know I said it a minute ago, but I am the biggest Kyle Snyder fan in the world. So don't get any ideas. I was trying to get back at Sam right there. Communist um, sympathizer. I, yeah, don't don't even put that on me. Um, huge Snyder fan. Um, <laughs> Do you like the but, interview? Yeah, it was awesome. He, he's such a good dude. He um, is. But – yeah, for for me here, it, it's again, it's another one of those places where even though these are both the you know the all decade guys for their team, um, and even with respect to to Don Bradley and, and how great his career has been and his his uh, senior level career has been, um, it, it's going to be Adam Kuhn here. When you make two finals and you get third as well, um, you know you deserve to to be put up there with the elite in that weight class of the decade um, mm. and. You know, I don't see many people beating him out in a match for the decade. You know, if they did it right now in freestyle, who do you think would win? Freestyle? Uh, um, actually, I might take Bradley because Don Bradley has been really trending up in freestyle and, and beating some good dudes lately, um, whereas Kuna has been way more focused on Greco. So for those reasons, I, I think I would actually take Bradley in freestyle recently. Yeah. Mm. Huh. It's an interesting thought, um, especially because – you know, Bradley, he beat Kassar, right, who yeah. we all thought was going to be really good at freestyle. Um, so uh, I'm going to take Adam Kuhn here in this folk style match. Adam Kuhn has a win over Kyle Snyder. Like, what what else can you really say? <laughs> um, you know, definitely one of the, the best guys of the decade, I, I really uh, truly believe. Sam Herring, who you got? Adam Kuhn as well. Okay. It's uh, It's unanimous. Have we, have we switched any time? Nope, we have not. Did we? Have we not flipped once? Nope. What terrible radio nope. this is. All right. Let's and go. And the people are pretty much the same every time, too. So now I just want to point what out right mean? now, after heavyweight, we are sitting now at 15 to 12 in favor of the Missouri Tigers. Um, we, are, we are sitting with two matches left. Um, at 125, we have Allen Waters. Uh, versus Connor Utsi. Um Can you give us uh, a background, Jude, on Alan Waters before we get into our picks? Yeah, Alan Waters, I believe, was he, – he was a national champ. I don't know. Uh, he, he was, was not. He was not? Uh, did he take not. second? I'm no. sorry. I don't have the wrestle stat pulled up. You're good. Um, he, did not, he didn't make a final. He was the number one seed is what you're thinking. 
Oh, so I'm sorry. Yeah, he was the number one guy. He was the number one seed, um, and uh, he got knocked off. Man, I can't believe I, I don't remember who knocked him off. Um, I think it was Tomasello. Yeah, it was Nathan Tomasello. Uh, was the year that that Alan Waters was the number one seed and Tomasello came out and won a title as a true freshman, um, took out Waters in the semifinals. Um, mm. Please, somebody look that up and make sure I'm correct. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that was it because I'm pretty yeah, sure Tom- that Tomasello took yeah, out Waters. In yeah, in one semifinal. It was the semis. Yep, four to two. We lost. Yeah, yeah so you I, guys I was, remember me talking about that flow film? That's mm, a that, the Missouri, sad moment. The Missouri one? Uh, so I remember I'll that, that. I'll tweet that. I remember that because I was I, I was there. That was one of the first ones that I went to, and uh, yeah. that was one of the coolest. I'm not humble brag. Um, I'm not <laughs> I'm not bragging, but that was one of the coolest semifinals like rounds or uh, matchups that I remember. Because on one mm. side you had Tomasello taking out the number one seed, Allen Waters. On the other side, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, but that was when Moisey pinned. Uh, Thomas Gilman. Yeah, oh, I remember that. So that was a, a wild round for the semifinals. Wow. Um, it was crazy. Part of why but, Tomasello won his national title. Yeah. Um, well, who knows? Gilman beat Tomasello. So, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Or, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but so Alan Waters, fantastic wrestler. Do you have the stats pulled up, Jude? Yeah. So, um, wrestler stat only goes back to 2014, which is a shame. Um, but, you know, yeah, he took third as a uh, as in twenty fifteen. He redshirted at, he redshirted his senior year, so he was a true freshman. Went all the way through, and then his senior year, he took a redshirt and uh, came back for a fifth year um, as a redshirt senior. Uh, you know, really tough guy. The the thing is here in this matchup, he actually beat Connor Utsi, I believe, at least three times. Um, at once matches. in the once in the Southern Scuffle, but at the 2015 NCAA's, he beat him 7-0 and 4-0. Um, I, is, I don't even know if that's possible. Okay, that, that might be a mistake here. Um, well, yeah. So let me sorry. refresh the page. It's a mistake. I just want to jump in right here before we go any further. Alan Waters um, was great. He got third and and fourth or third and fifth, um, but he um, he did beat UT in that NCAA match and beat him once, I think once or twice before, like you said. Um, but I want to, to say a little bit about Connor UT. Connor UT um, was a two-time All-American. He got fifth and sixth. Um, and both of those years, he was either not ranked or ranked very, or seated very low. Um, so he was a complete surprise in both of those years. He was a guy that just was a gamer, and he was the Mr. March before Chip Ness. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that as, as well, because that was kind of a while back, but yes, he was, was Mr. March then. Um, and he was great. And that's why I see him doing that again. And my landmine is going to be used on Connor Utsi, who is going to revive his Mr. Marchness and take out Alan Waters what? in the 125 pound match. Um, he's going to catch Alan Waters oh my gosh. and stick him on his back for the pinfall for the Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. wow. That's impressive. Oh, so my gosh. You're trying to get it, the win for Michigan, bro. The, the Wolverines are going to pull out this duel. Um, in That's it. It's off, decided. <laughs> off the back of Connor Yusey. So, that goes to what? 18 off, 15. So shall I say off the back of Alan Waters when Connor Yusey pins him. In the- oh, my oh gosh. Wow. So oh, man. Who saw that one coming? Yusey, guys, I don't know if you – 
you remember watching his matches or if you've seen a whole lot of them. Um, but man, he was just wild, right? Wild and crazy and just free style. And it's just fun to watch, man. And I, while waters did beat him a couple of times, um, you two was a two time all American was great. And this is absolutely not out of the question for this to happen. Um, I think that it's one of those, like we said earlier, where, where Bader used his, his, uh, landmine on on Jaden Ironman um it, it's where it, it would probably go water's way you know seven eight nine times um but UT is definitely has the skill set and the talent to take this match and he landmines him here to oh. help propel the Wolverines into the next round so oh, now man, it's 18 18 to 15 in favor of the Wolverines and you just gave it, the duel not, to him oh. he gets to find it's not over off well, it's I, not think over. It, I think it's over. Because I mean, Ernesto beating Meech. There's no more landmines. So, I mean, raise your hand if you think Stefan Meech is going to beat John Ernesty. Uh, I, know, I mean, man. he did. Wait, sorry, he did. <laughs> Meech beat him. Uh, he majored him in the NCAA. So guys, last year. And it's unfortunate that Bader's not on the on the the show right now because I really would have loved to see his opinion on on my opinion landmine. on what uh, on. UT taking out water. Betty would have shaved his head. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually looked through all of the I first round matchups. I bet he would have liked Missouri beating Michigan, though. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not going to happen. Um, it's over. But because here, let's well, let's just get let's get. Hold I mean, on. I, so over. when I thought about using my landmine, I looked through all the first round matchups, and I was thinking, where is a guy that really has the potential and is is an upset caliber guy, um, and can help his team win a duel. Like, who's a gamer that can just step up and, and do it? And there was one dude that stood out to me, and it was Connor UT. So, wow. I'm going to go watch some Connor UT highlight videos after yeah, this. Great. That's yeah. fantastic. All right. Well, so we're, we're getting down to our last uh, duel of the episode 133 pounds. Um, this is for okay. the. Whoa. What? Hold on. Sam, are you crazy? Sam Herring, what did you do? Landmine. Oh, no! <laughs> Three landmines in one episode. No, Reverse landmine. Now We're everything's going to be boring. Tigers take the win, 19 to 18. Oh, my gosh! John Ernesti is insane, and he rolls up Michich in a crab ride, gets four back points twice in the same match, second and third period, oh. ends up getting the major to win. 19 to 18 in favor of the Missouri Tigers. How do you feel about that? I wish Be oh Mark Bader was gosh. here. I thought yeah. that we had, I thought it was only two per I episode. Know, he, oh. he blew off the cap and now it's landmine. You can't it's piece gone. it back together. It's, it's gone. gone. Guys, and now we have no more landmines for the rest of the, <laughs> the round. Uh, we still wow. have like two more to do. Ah, but it's okay. because okay. I got another surprise for you guys and you're not ready for it. They hold them off. Missouri wins. Wow. wow. So, okay. Dang. Wow. Where do we go from this? Because you're the Missouri guy, right? I you're am the, the Missouri, Missouri guy. guy. I don't know. So, I did, high five special, again. High five. Bam. We had a, a special guest plan for, for Michigan. Ah, now I'm a little disappointed now that can't happen. Sorry. But it is okay. I have an idea for Missouri who we can probably try to get on. But Me as well. Okay. Is there anything else we need to address? I have to leave here pretty shortly, guys. Just the quality wow. Yeah, wow. It's just a high quality that, wow. That is, you, just, you actually have left me speechless. Because 
I have planned for days to use this landmine to win this duel for the Wolverines. Oh, you just you started ruined it at 33, dude. And you ruined my day. You should have started, <laughs> started at 33. I started at 41 because of Bader leaving. Uh, <laughs> 33 would have been fine, though. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, if you started at 33, that means you get Bader, Bader on for this. Like, the big one is second. Yeah. I'd say it's oh, 2020. It. Wow. Wow. All right. All well, right. I guess that is what it is. It happened. I, yep. I can't say anything. He got cradled. It, I was or he got crab no, I got crab right. Right. tilted. Man. I find it interesting that you chose to do it not a pin, but in fact a uh, Well, that a makes it decision. so much better, dude. Nice to make it so much better. So much cooler. Oh, yeah. we're gonna piss off all we're gonna piss off all the Michigan people when we post the results of this. Wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right. Well You just broke Twitter. Just broke Twitter. All right, guys. Uh, I think with that, we have to end up this episode, and we will bring you the next ones here in a, the next couple days. We still have many more shows to come. This is a lot of fun looking back at this past decade of these excellent teams. Thank you to my fantastic co-hosts, um, Jacob Hughley and Sam Herring. No, Jacob Hughley is the host. You're his co-host. Thank you to <laughs> my host, Jacob Hughley, for coming up with this fantastic idea. Go follow him on Twitter. He feels sad. Um, <laughs> I feel even more give sad a, now. Give even him a pity follow. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just Coming on next. Guys, my heart is broken. It's oh. over. Wow. Oh, Jacob Hughley, I'm so sorry, buddy. What, what are the next, next duels for next Friday? I guess we'll do it Friday. Oh, man. Okay. So what we've got coming up um, is – let me look at it real quick. We haven't decided which one the next episode is yet, um, but we have Ohio State versus Oklahoma in one duel. Uh, the three number three number three seeded Buckeyes uh, against Oklahoma, and then we have the number six seeded Minnesota uh, Gophers against Illinois. Um, and then after that, we are probably going to have in the next episode Ohio or Oklahoma State versus Wisconsin. Um, and Cornell versus Edinburgh. And then it's on to the quarterfinals. And then it'll be on to the quarterfinals. Our landmines will be revived, and I'm coming for Sam Herring with everything I have. Oh, man. Oh, it's so. getting spicy. All right. Guys, I have to go, but um, thank you guys so much. Fun times. Hey, Jacob. Yeah. Bye-bye. Um, we're we're going to release the next one on Monday. So we're going Friday, Monday, right? Yeah. Oh. All right, so that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, until next time, maybe Jacob Hoogler will get me back, but we'll see. I'm a, I'm a conniving little fella. You are. See you, guys. All right, bye.